Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. Well, hello there. Welcome to our Sanit Strawberry Festival, Pride Festival weekend edition of Tech Talk for 2023. Glad to have you along. We're live with you on Saturday, July the 8th. Sunday afternoon, the 9th is a rebroadcast. And then we'll have a podcast for you to listen whenever on. This is one of those ones in particular that we would encourage you to... Well, you can have the radio on in the car if you're going to drive there. But the Sanit Strawberry Festival, if you're listening to us live on Saturday morning... Tickets go on sale at 11 a.m., $1 for strawberry and ice cream, and they will sell out quickly. So maybe keep us on the car or take the bus and go out to Beaver Lake Park and take that in and then pick up the rest of the show later. Good yeah. deal? Good deal. That voice is none other than that of? Charles Martin. I'm the Victoria Mac and iOS User Group Program Director. I'm a London Drugs in-home tech specialist. I'm the voice of the Apple Insider Daily Podcast, and now I'm also a contributing editor at AppleInsider.com. Yes, you've had some good stuff there. And also? And I'm Brian Pavlich, is your Tech Talk producer. It Can is, you top that? Yeah, it's hard to compete with his radio <laughs> voice, <laughs> let alone his resume. Yes, uh, if you're listening on Sunday afternoon, then we also encourage you to head down to uh, where are they doing it? McDonald Park in James Bay where they're doing the wrap-up of the Pride Parade which starts at 11 a.m. on Sunday. That's right. There we go. So a couple reasons to not listen to us live. On the other hand, if you have a burning question or an issue or something that is driving you crazy. If something's burning, call 911. (laughs) Then we would love to help you while we are live. A couple things to tell you about first, then we'll open up the phone lines, the texts, and the emails. People know Charles is going to be here and they've already started sending in messages on his behalf saying help with various things. But off the top, as you probably heard on the news this week, the government of Canada has finally got around to issuing their long-promised one-time grocery rebate. Yes. Good news. It's substantial. Ka-ching, particularly if you're on a tight budget and you got kids. Well, let's hope. <laughs> but this is really important. Yes. If you have auto deposits set up with Canada Revenue Agency, the rebate will be deposited in your bank account. If you don't have auto deposits set up, you will get a check in the mail. Any email or text about this grocery rebate is a scam. How many people have you had check with you, Brian, and say, is this real? I haven't actually had anyone on this yet. Seven for me. Oh, wow. Yeah. Fortunately, six of them were, is this real? Only one was, I've clicked it. Now what? Oh. Yeah. So, how far did you get, was the question. Oh, well, I put in my bank account number, mm. and I can't remember my bank account password. And I said, thank goodness you oh. can't remember your password, because <laughs> you were about to get your account cleaned out. Oh, for once it was good someone wasn't using a password manager. Yeah, I put a picture into the show notes at shownotes.ca of a sample, one of the ones that's coming out there. This one says it's from cra at emergency.ca. <laughs> The Canada Revenue Agency sent you a one-time grocery rebate payment. To receive your payment, click here and complete the form. No! So please, spread the word. Yeah, it'll automatically deposit, or you'll get a check in the mail. There's nothing for you to do. Do not be proactive in any way. This is one of those cases where the check really is in the mail, as as rare as as that one is there. The other one that I put into the uh, show notes there, because I admire their creativity, weasels though they be, scam emails claiming to be from a package delivery company. Those are a dime or dozen. Anytime you get one of those. But this one, the the company that's sending it is FebEx. They changed FedEx into FebEx, thinking you wouldn't notice. (laughs) It's not very good grammar. Speaking of that, little side story. I had to ship some. I had to ship some stuff because I bought so much stuff while I was down in the states. Mm-hmm. I had to ship it to, mis- to myself here in Canada. 
uh, from FedEx. Now, the clerk at the FedEx store put Victoria BC VAV1S9, that's my zip code, I mean my postal code, they mm-hmm. call it zip code, um, and, but he failed to put the word Canada, and so it went round and round, back and forth from one headquarters to another until they finally figured out what a globe is and <laughs> looked up, where is Victoria BC, I wonder? Oh, it's over there. Not the state of Victoria in Australia and not Victoria, Texas. So I got it three weeks later. Lord. Oh, well. We have some good news for you on the security front. If you have a LinkedIn account and and had or have between 2011 and this past May, in other words, two months ago, Mm. and you live here in B.C. or, depending on where you're listening to us, in Saskatchewan, Manitoba, or Newfoundland and Labrador. I meet these criteria. You are eligible for a share of a $510,000 class action lawsuit settlement. The lawsuit claims that LinkedIn used our names and pictures without our consent. Oh, I'm sure they, they did. They are not admitting liability. They're just putting up $510,000. The lawyers get 35% of that. The rest gets divided up amongst the rest of us. So, so we're estimating it's like a dollar <laughs> we might expect. <laughs> I'm not sure. Normally, they set a minimum amount for that. Yeah. The good news is, again, yeah. there's nothing you have to do. Well, the, mm. the good news is that LinkedIn isn't one isn't quite as big as Meta or Twitter yeah. or one of those. LinkedIn's so, now owned by Microsoft. Right. Uh-huh. So the number of people that are qualified for this is small. Yes. Fra- and you had to small. have a picture. Yes. So you had to have a picture on your on your account. If you uh, didn't might, have a profile picture, I might I should. be in for this. So yeah, you might get five bucks. Yeah, so I think a lot of people don't have pictures uh, of the millions of people that had it or didn't even realize they had it because it was part of Microsoft. The people that are using it for jobs, finding, getting, etc. So I'll put the link into the show notes just now. Item number four there. I will add in a sentence during the next break to say you must have had a picture on your profile in order for them to have used your picture without your permission. But one more. One more for the good guys. Settle that one down there. There is lots of stuff in the show notes here. Uh, Tons of things. We've got updates for you on the Rogers Shaw, but the other big one that's been in the news is Threads. The parent company of Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp, Meta, has launched its free competitor to Twitter called Threads. They turned it on, they said they'd turn it on Thursday morning. They turned it on late Wednesday night, Charles, and it started popping up record numbers. Brian, you just looked up the latest numbers as of Saturday morning. (laughs) Yes, 86 million accounts on Threads. This surpasses ChatGPT, which was the previous yep. record holder. Take now, that, Now, Elon to Musk. be fair, they're, drawing, they're obviously going to be drawing mostly from Facebook and Instagram users, of which there are yes. huge numbers of millions. So it's, yep. it's not as surprising as it may sound. Right. They had it's such great avenues to filter everyone here already. They were probably the strongest people in the world yep. to do this. Yes. Twitter, by comparison, as of last count... We don't know how many they've lost since then because they've gone away. It has just shy of 400 million users. To go from zero to 86 million in three days, three and a half days, yeah. if you're Elon Musk and the shareholders of Twitter, you've got to be kind of worried about that. Well, and so he's responded with a lawsuit. Yes, uh, a threatened I mean, lawsuit. I can't, it's another social media app. They're just saying we just do text. How, yep. Twitter, it wasn't that revolutionary. Like, anyone can probably do that and get away with it without, unless they make a blue bird their logo. Well, the, what happened was he fired a whole ton of people from Twitter. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. yep. and a bunch of them got hired by Meta mm-hmm. to well, help develop that. And actually, they're going, yes, but you fired us, so we're free to do what we want. Actually, yeah, non-competes are illegal in California. Yeah. That should be noted. But also, we talked to somebody on the Threads team uh, oh, yeah. over at Apple Insider, yeah. and they said, we have no ex-Twitter people. Oh. The entire oh, basis wow. of this suit yeah. is made up. Oh wow! Okay, well that's good. Now, and we know they they just used what they had built for Instagram, and they just altered it. Like it was already built. They just said, oh, "Okay, take the images yeah. away." Yeah. It's a very crisp, clean app. Yeah, it's really nice. I haven't had a single crypto um, investment pitch so far <laughs> yes. in my short time using it. Well, it's only three days old. Oh, give time. Well, yeah, exactly. Well. I really like the quality. It hasn't crashed. It's been very stable. For those wow. of you who either are among the 86 million who have joined or who are considering it, one really important thing. Oh, yeah. Huge. Do you want to have the honors? Uh, this is in item number 18 in Brig Red Text. Turn to, to item 18 in your Be hymnal. aware that Meta's privacy policy says... Uh, it says the Threads app may collect, will collect, and share info about purchases, location, contacts, financial info, health and fitness data, browsing and search history, and info on your race, sexual orientation, and religion. And wait for it. And then share that data and much more with advertisers. Awful. Awful. Well, that's Facebook. That's Meta. Yes, that's, that's I just, what they do. It's another chance for us to review what we actually give up when we yeah. sign up for their services. But having whether or not people knew that or not, eighty-six million. Yes, that's that speaks volumes about what's happened to Twitter. So whether or not this will prompt Twitter to specifically Elon when he's not having a manic episode. That's the frustrating thing. Uh, Elon is a genius when he's on his game, but he has, by his own you know, full statements, he is bipolar and he has manic episodes. And the problem is he doesn't appear to have people around him who are willing to sit him down when he's having one of those and say, no, don't do that. Yeah, He just okay. puts out the orders and then these crazy things happen. I didn't so. know about the mental aspect health aspect i just assumed he's being an a-hole but no i mean you, usually there's a there, reason you can be both oh <laughs> sorry yes yes i shouldn't assume that <laughs> no there have been no. articles written about people around him say that you know he's wonderful and great to be around when most of the time but as anybody who has somebody in their life who is bipolar then they have their moments and normally somebody sits them down and says hey Right. We'll get through this. Calm down. Take your meds. Well, everything will be fine. But when you're someone as big as Elon Musk, it's hard to get somebody. Yeah. Anyway. I, just, I love consequences. <laughs> there are things like this. Boom, Twitter's gone. People are moving yeah. over. Couldn't be moving over faster. It's the hilarity in this. It doesn't go lost on me. A couple things that are still on Twitter, and I thought I would mention these because we always try to balance things here. If you love cats, if you have a Twitter account, <laughs> check out at should have cat. I put this link so into... So that's the at symbol. Yes. The little A with a circle around it. Should have cat. I put the link into item number 19 in the show notes. And it basically has the most amazing photos of adorable cute, cute cats up there. Last week, a change required you to have a Twitter account to read tweets, but Twitter has quietly reversed that limitation. So even if you don't have a Twitter account, you should be able to click on the link in the show notes, and it should just uh, take you right that. So, yep. But it's, it's quite, a, quite a neat little one. The other one that I would put in there, because I always check on a Friday night when I'm doing the show notes there, is our friends at BC Ferries, not the real one. 
Yeah, not F-E-R-R-I-E-S. No, no, no. This that's, is at that's the boring BC, one. F-E-R-R-Y-S. Yes. And it's uh, a parody account. Yes. Their actual headline on their account is the most interesting marine transportation system parody in the world. True. Their most recent tweet uh, from a couple days ago, we've rebranded our online ticketing system as Only Passengers. Some of you will understand. Which, some, some of you will get that. But our favorite one is, a, is actually a retweet. Somebody beat them to it. Annette Toth beat them to this one. Yes. Uh, this is a beautiful one. She says, <clears throat> let me put on my announcer voice. <clears throat> will every Audi... Oh, sorry. Will every Audi, BMW, and Mercedes driver please report to the newly converted Pacific Buffet? That space is now a teaching facility on how to turn off your alarms. F-150 owners, your session starts in 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> they have such great tweets. If you're having a bad day, this is good. Uh, to address extreme levels of reservations and chowder sales, we've applied the following temporary limits. Mainlanders are limited to 20 sailings per day. Islanders are limited to one per day. This is when Twitter announced the, the, yes. the reading tweet limits in there. Right. And then they, they also posted a photo of a huge lineup that they were having when they first announced these service disruptions. And they said, wow, look at the lineup for the clam chowder. <laughs> so just scroll back, you will find... You will find so many new ones. Terrific. Such things as simple things like Nanaimo is the best, bar none. Things like that. <laughs> uh, this one I like. Attention passengers on the outer decks. The ship's whistle is about to play. Everything is awesome. <laughs> and when they were having the delays and everything, they simply put out a tweet that said, Behold, and it was a link from P&O Ferries in Europe saying, Our next departures from Dover are as follows. On time, on time, on time, on time. <laughs> They're so good. Ouch. And when the, and when the stuff really started hitting the fan, when the ferry broke down on the long weekend, they simply tweeted out, "Expect you know what <laughs> delays." So there we go. Oh, and the other one they found because he just finds interesting stuff. He's a BC Ferries employee who remains anonymous. We believe up the north end of the island. They said uh, he found a listing for the Mill Bay Terminal. For the Brentwood Mill Bay Ferry. Oh, yeah. And location, Ferry Road, Mill Bay, V0R2P4. So we tweeted that out with, please send mail. <laughs> <laughs> so oh. whoever collects the mail at the at the Mill Bay Ferry Terminal is probably going to find some postcards from people around yeah. the weather. Anyway, there you go. So that's at B-C-F-E-R-R-Y-S. And cats is the at should have cat. If yes. you are a young person lobbying your parents for a cat, that would be a really good one to use as your ammunition. Thank you, everybody, that sends us these. Okay, quick break. That's enough of that. Your turn now. Saturday morning when we're live, Star 1070 will connect us on a mobile phone. 250-386-1161 will connect us on a home or mobile phone. You can email us at techtalk, T-E-C-H-T-A-L-K, at cfax1070.com, wherever you're listening, anywhere in the world. And you can text us, which is probably the most efficient way, because I keep that screen and it refreshes on me automatically. 107010. If you text, please include your first name somewhere in there, and you have to be in Canada to do that. Back to see what you've got for us after this. As we roll on on Tech Talk for our 
Pride weekend and our Sand- Strawberry Festival weekend here by text from Bruce. I have $100 credit on my TELUS mobile account. Is there a way to use it or donate it prior to moving that phone number over to Shaw slash Rogers? No. Well, you'll be donating it to the fine folks at TELUS. <laughs> yes. Sorry. No, that's one of those things. That's part of that thing to try and discourage you. And to be fair, the other cell phone companies do it as well. Yeah, if you have because a credit it's built theoretical up, money. It's not real money. Yeah, so they do that to discourage you from, from doing that. We were talking last weekend, Brian, about some of the areas that have better or worse cell phones because yeah. service, because that's important. If you're changing carriers, you want to know this. So several people have suggested this, and I didn't do it on the show last week. I said, let me check it out. If you want to know where cell towers are located and which carrier uses them, you can download the free Tower Locator Canada app. Be careful with the wording because there's a ton of them out there. Tower Locator Canada app. And I put the link for both Yeah, Tower Locator is seen as one word, at least here. But you need Canada as the second word. Right. And if you don't want to do that on a phone or you want a bigger map or you've got a computer, I also give you a link to the to the online map at Well. Now, the online map is not from them. It's from somebody else. And the address is ridiculously long. So that's why you really want the link that's in the show notes, item number 11. And I also put a link into a really interesting article on the people about the towers who actually go up and install and then go up and maintain them. Mm-hmm. Such things as they have to wear an RF monitor. Um, they normally wear it on a strap near their chest. Yep. And if they start to swing around the right way, or if somebody accidentally turns the tower back on... Oh, wow. Because yep. they're about to get fried, or their brain, their will. So, yep. therefore, yeah, they, they actually have to have... It's like having uh, radiation monitors when you work in hospitals where they have nuclear medicine. Yep. Same thing there. They have to do that. And so, yeah, it's really... Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. There's an interesting story you were telling me about the uh, like the top floor of... Um yeah, some, several, condos, several condos here in Victoria uh, are getting substantial amounts of money from the carriers to have those white antennas. You'll see they're, they're about a meter tall, about, how, about uh, maybe, uh, I don't know, about 20 centimeters wide. And that's the cellular antenna. And you'll see them there on, they ring in some cases, the top towers of apartment buildings. Mm-hmm. The, the Strata Council gets a lot of money for those. But they are putting out a ton of RF, and so a couple astute strata councils have said, listen, just to be sure, how about if we keep the two units underneath those antennas, we'll keep them empty, and we'll offset the loss of revenue with the revenue we're getting from, from the cell phone tower company. So it's a big, it's a big subject. Yeah. 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 I mean, that seems like a fair claim, <laughs> if you don't want to risk putting people that yeah. close to the tower. Yeah. Exactly. Particularly when you're living there 20, you know, ongoing, yes. things like that, it's not something... You know, it's it's radiation, but yes, but in many doses. So anyway, so if you're moving into the top floor of a building anywhere, a tall building, we're not talking a four-story one. We're talking, you know, don't check to see if they're before you go in there. Check to see, but that map is is really handy. Brian's got it up on the screen there, and when you click on any given tower, it will tell you the the company and the frequencies that that it's on. Yep. So, what's the one that you brought up on so Dallas you have Road? Freedom Mobile from 700 to 2100 megahertz. Yeah, that's the awesome new frequencies. Suzanne and I have switched over. I haven't done the phone yet. I've done it, but I just haven't activated the phone. We took advantage of that special we told you about a few weeks ago to get the new. I got the new iPhone 14 Pro. Hey, nice. 
$22 a month for two years. Ooh, yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah and good. we switched because we also get the $50 a month plan that gives us uh, 40 gigabytes of data, Canada and U.S. Yep. Charles, you did the... I, we uh, we had a three gigabyte plan with Shaw Mobile, and yeah. uh, Rogers was uh, nice enough to bo- boast it to six gigabytes. Well, you know, people think, oh, well, you're in the business, you must use a ton of data, and the answer is no, not really. Mostly on Wi-Fi. Yeah, we're mostly on Wi-Fi most of the time, but but the 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 so six gigabytes should hold us pretty well because it's double what we had yes. before, and we weren't going over it before. But with that, you also got. U.S. and Canada roaming, which is yeah. crucially important to me because I'm going to be going on a, another book tour this year. Yeah, if yeah. you are on Shaw Mobile, you've received the email, time to go, but you're going to a new location. When you go to the Rogers store in Mayfair, wait, it's not there anymore. It's now in the Shaw store. Yeah, the Rogers oh, yes. store was on the other end of the mall, yeah. and yeah. we were there. I guess we were among the last because yeah. suddenly Alan calls me like the next day and says, hey, they've moved. Yes, so there, I was down there yesterday helping people do the migration. So now they're in the Shaw store and they're all wearing the red outfits, no more blue. And oh, yeah. bit by bit, the signage is being changed inside. So if you're going down there, that's it. So you will see that. Yep, they're all working out of the store, learning the new system. Still no word on the email, though. No. Uh, by the way, if you're a Shaw Internet TV home phone customer, Rogers has come up with a way to change your billing over to them from Shaw without you having to do anything. Oh, nice. good. They've sent an email to you, and it says your account number and bill date will remain the same, but you'll see a few visual changes to your invoices. So what they're doing, they're keeping Shaw as the payee. So even okay. though it's Rogers, you're still paying, quote, Shaw, unquote, and the bill payments continue. They will fight it up with the banks later because they thought if we make you go and sign up for your bill on Rogers... Many of you will have a problem doing that, and we'll be losing a ton of money overnight that we're going to have to cut off your account and do all that. So they said, yeah. okay, let's just quietly change the name on the bill, but the actual pay, the company that you're paying to, remains Shaw for now. Oh, so, so we avoid those $50 uh, sign-up yeah, fees, yeah, too. Yeah. 14, item 14 in the show notes. More when we continue after this. Now, Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. As we roll on for Pride Festival weekend of 2023, also Senate Strawberry Festival, Charles Martin is in studio with us. He is the program director for VMUG, the Victoria Mac and iOS user group, among other many hats he wears. And Charles, the reason you're particularly here this Saturday is because the VMUG meeting for July is coming up. Yes. Uh, hang on a second. I'm just looking it up because uh, <laughs> I write these things and then I don't remember. It's Wednesday, 7 p.m. on Zoom. Yeah, on July 12th. We have a couple of different topics. One is we're going to be talking about USB-C and Thunderbolt 3 and 4. Apple has these plugs and the USB-C cords work in them, but they are actually Thunderbolt plugs which means, uh, even though they're using the USB-C form factor, and a lot of people don't even know USB-C versus USB-A mm-hmm. and so on. So we're going to go through a primer of all of all of this. The USB-A ones are the ones you always have to try plugging in at least twice. Yeah, because 50% <laughs> odds, Brian, of getting it the right way up. No, I like the saying, it's always the third way you try it. Yes, it is <laughs> always the third time. Like, yeah. No, it can't be. I tried that. Oh, yeah. Okay. And this is important for many of you, even if you're not Apple users, because the European Union has led the charge, and it sounds like we'll find out this fall when Apple and other manufacturers announce their new stuff, but it sounds like we are going to switch everything over to USB-C, so it's universal works in either way and is much faster. Right. 
So, the, yeah, so, and Thunderbolt, although it uses the same connector, is way faster than USB-C, which is already way faster than USB-A. So um, all, this is all good news all around. <laughs> the, technically, the European Union's law doesn't take effect until the year after 2024, yeah. so they could wait, but I don't think Apple will. I think they're going to roll it out this year. Most of, A lot of the things they sell have already switched over, and Android's been on USB-C for years. Mm-hmm. So... Um, so we're getting ready to actually have a universal charger so that if your iPhone friend, you're an Android person and not your iPhone friend needs a top-up, mm-hmm. you can hand them your charger and it will work. Yeah. That's, that's the good news. And what else? Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. The other, <laughs> the main presentation. So he had a lot of hats. We have to change the compartment in his brain. Yeah. The main presentation is going to be about Apple Care. And what it covers and what it doesn't cover mm-hmm. and how much, you know, all this sort of thing. The Apple has introduced a wrinkle where you can pay for Apple Care indefinitely if you want mm-hmm. uh, and just keep going past the past three years, past, yep. you know, At forever. Some point you've paid for a second phone or whatever. Yeah. That, yeah. But on the other hand, if you really want to hang on to the, your favorite phone for another couple of years, like I hold on to mine for about five. So extra Apple Care, another couple of years of extra Apple Care would keep me from. Yep. Uh, having to replace it prematurely. And then also, we're going to be talking about Apple subscriptions, you know, what services they offer mm-hmm. that you have to pay for. And, and uh, well, you don't have to, but, you know, what services they offer that co- come with a cost. Mm-hmm. And how to share them with family and things like that, because this you can save a ton of money. This is the great thing, yeah. is if you buy a subscription to almost any Apple service, you can share it with up to five other people. And the reason I think many people don't share it is because they think they're sharing their stuff as well. Yeah. And they're not. And you can, but you're not but by you're default. Not. You, you are can, sharing you the a, license. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's up to you whether you share that dinner playlist yes. with your family member or not. And yeah. unlike yeah. some services, cough, Netflix, cough, uh, you can, these other five people do not, they have to be in the same country as you, but that's it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not address limited. Apple does not care if your daughter's at college or not. It's yeah. fine. The other thing that it comes in handy is if somebody buys an app, yeah. then the other family members can have it. Uh, it's, yeah. 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 They don't have to buy it again. It says somebody in the family already bought that. Here you go. I was always wondering, is that a blanket policy or are certain apps, like if you get Photoshop, which costs... You know, yeah, no, it's not a, a blanket policy. That's you, you're you're correct in thinking that it varies from the developer from one developer to another. But we're the vast about, majority, we're talking about Apple ma- apps, yeah. though. Yeah. Yeah. Apple apps, uh, the ones that Apple makes. Yeah, definitely. but most of the other apps as well. I've, I've never works. tried that with Photoshop. That's a good one. Yeah, oh, I yeah. I believe Apple because will, you're paying the higher price. Yeah, I believe. That's a good one. Does anybody know? Has anybody tried to share Photoshop we'll look on, it up, uh, on an iPad? I'm going to bet Photoshop will not, will say yeah, no to... They're like, yeah, you have the app. Anyone can get the app. The app is free. You yeah. pay for the membership of Photoshop. So, Oh, right. Probably, okay. Could, okay. So this, okay. So that's where I, yeah, that's right. So it's an app that you pay for. Yes. So if you pay $6 for this app, one-time fee, yep. everybody else in the family gets it for free if they want it. It doesn't give it to them. Sure. If they go to the store to get it, they don't even get a pop-up saying, Brian has bought so-and-so app. But if they go to the store to get that, yeah. then it pops up and says, somebody in the family's already bought it. Here you go. Well, oh, okay. you yeah. again, there's some, there's some tricks yeah. about that because yeah. some, they may be under a different Apple ID, so they will not uh, until unless if the they're person on family who sharing. bought it is on family sharing. Yeah. 
that's exactly the person who bought it there. And if you have a younger person as part of your family sharing, if they go to buy an app because you are, um, from a payment point of view, the parent, as well as in reality the parent, it pops up on your phone and says, Charles is trying to buy app X. And then you have really, and I thought Apple thought this through, three choices. Yes, no, or talk later. Mm. So if you're in the middle of a meeting and your daughter's trying to buy some app, instead of just going no, and she goes, ah, mean parents, <laughs> you can say talk later. And then when you get home for dinner, tell me what app it is. That, tell me why you need this app, et cetera, et cetera. And then you can say yes or no. Yeah, sure. I just like that idea, talk later. Yes. Yeah, no, yeah. it's really nice. So sell me on why you need this app over dinner. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway. There you go. A couple useful things. So that is Wednesday. If you've never been to a Victoria Mac and iOS user group meeting, you're welcome to come along as a guest for the first time. The link is right next to Charles' face, which is at show notes. Yeah, sorry about dot, that, everyone. <laughs> Shownotes.ca. And again, every week I get somebody that contacts me and says, I can't get there. So you have to type that into the address bar of your browser, not go to a Google, Bing, or Yahoo search box. It won't redirect because you'll see the address it takes you to. If you have a link for a bookmark for show notes and it's taking you to uh, ones from August of last year, that's an outdated link. You need to replace it with a newer one because, Brian, we discovered that OneNote has a capacity issue they never told us about. Yes, it was. Well, it was our file got over two gigs. Yeah, you can have as many notebooks as you want, but you can't have uh, a limit beyond two gigs per notebook. So now the 2023 notes are in their own separate notebook and previous years also have their own notebook. So if you are finding August of last year is where you're going when you go there, delete that uh, bookmark and go and create a new one at shownotes.ca. Saturday morning, I suspect many of you are out at, uh, at the are on your way to or going to the Strawberry Festival or doing so many other things out here, so it's perfectly fine. Those of you who listen to us live, you get right through, you get right on the air. Star 1070 on a mobile phone or 250-386-1161 or fire off a text anywhere in Canada, 107010. Include your first name somewhere in the text if you do. As we roll on on Tech Talk, some fun homework videos for you down at the show bottom of the show notes, as well as a sign of the week, this one from Girton's Garage in North Saanich. They actually have a new sign today. This is from last week, but I was on the way to the Panorama Rec Center to go swimming, and it was too good a sign. So if you don't know about the signs, this started at the beginning of the pandemic when we really needed some cheering up, and we started finding humorous signs on signs around the area and then yep. it spread and so now if you are wherever you're listening to us if you find a funny sign somewhere fire it off email there's it to a, me there's a place on bay street just before the bridge that always has a very funny sign yes yes I've, i have i don't go that way very often so i forget to yeah. to do that uh, a bunch of homework videos in there for you one which is really cool and i and i love living here and this is because now that i'm out in sydney john dean provincial park in north saanich it actually has a new name now i can't well i I'll try and spell it, and this is one of the things that frustrates me. I love First Nations heritage, and I, I want to respect it as much as I can, but when you see the anglicized version of the new name, this one, so John Dean Park is now L with a slash through the L, A with an accent, U, comma, W-E-L, underlined N, uh, E, underlined W. And I thought that my best shot was La Well New. Sure. No. So, um, 
Jarrett Teague lives out in East Souk, but he's quietly for the last few years been rebuilding all the trails there. Mm. Mm. He's pulled out all the Scotch broom, and I said, well, how many people in your team? He goes, oh, just me. This is cool. That's great. But the actual name of it is Clay Wilnook. Yeah, with the accent on the clay. Clay yeah. Wilnook. Clay, clay Wilnook. Wilnook. So, but it doesn't. So, when you see what I thought was La, and I thought I was being reflexible, saying La Well knew. Yeah. Clay Wilnook. Anyway, but there's a really cool video in there that shows you the work that, that Jarrett has done um, rebuilding the trails. It's a little hidden gem. Many people, other than those that live in John Dean Park, that probably really don't know that this amazing park is up there. So Jarrett's put a, a left-right showing the before and after. There's one of showing the roots. A lot of people wouldn't yeah. go up there because they were worried about tripping on the roots and spraining their ankle or worse. Right. Brian, you do a lot of hiking. <laughs> and you can see that. I did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, a, yeah. that's very You'll be back out there with baby soon. Yeah. You'll have yeah. a baby on your back. And oh, I can't wait to put him in that little backpack and go adventuring. Yeah. He loves being outside. So, but yes. he's done it all really nice and smoothly. So wow. thank you. Thank you, Jarrett, for doing that. So there if you, if you want to bring people from out of town or if you're just out exploring on the peninsula. There's Jarrett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, in the video there. go a, check out what go a check local out hero what he's that done. guy is. There we go. Yeah, I, that, that's what makes Victoria Did so you guys special. see that footage of a chimpanzee that had been in cages all his life and finally got to go out and see yeah. the sky and just visibly lipped wow as he came out? Yeah, this is an animal being used <laughs> no. for animal testing. Yes. Oh, no. And they were free to, and so, yeah, you think of that. So and He saw the sky for the first time in his 16-year life. Yeah. And he just, he had the appropriate reaction. Yeah. The other one, there are a couple really good visual ones, but the sound will work for it. So for the 4th of July, yeah, Brian's got the one here. So in Las Vegas, they've built this massive, it's called the Sphere. It's out behind the high roller and it's hard to capture how big it is, but the folks from Attraction 360 heard what was going to happen. And so on July 4th, this entire dome, it, it looks like a giant like golf ball, except we're talking 516 feet wide, 366 feet tall. This may help. Inside it, it can seat 20,000 people. Huh. And so they lit it up for the first time. It says, yeah. hello world. It is covered with high-res LED panels. The entire globe is covered with this. Yeah. Far and away the world's largest outdoor screen. And so they lit it up for the first time as a test. Doesn't open till September. So the entire outside of the building from all angles yeah. is a screen. So these, Whoa. so the folks from Attraction 360 heard about this and just went and plunked a smartphone on a tripod and oh, captured it. And you can see the cars that are driving by two blocks away are suddenly stopping going, what the heck? Yeah, this is going to be a major traffic issue. And um. in the background, <laughs> you will see the high roller, which was, until the one in Dubai, the world's largest uh, Ferris wheel in the sky. And it looks tiny behind it. How many stories is this? 516 feet, so 50. Roughly 50 stories. <laughs> yeah, okay. tall. It's, it's massive. You can see the palazzo behind it, which looks small. Yeah. And one of the things they're talking about doing is when they actually have events on, yeah. they can project the camera of the event on the outside skin. Yeah. <laughs> and so you'll be able to, in oh, effect, look, look inside. inside the concert whoa, and see whoa. that. Yeah. Oh, this eye one is creeping me anyway, out. Anyway, check oh, that oh. out. That is, oh, that's amazing technology, item number four. Amazing technology. And one more while we're doing it, while we're talking July 4th, they set a new Guinness World Record, I had to look up where, in Richland Hills, Texas.
1,002 LED drones performing a 4th of July show. And they show you how they did it, laying them all out. A thousand and two. And yes, Guinness was there, and at the end of the show, 10-minute show, they gave them the certificate. That is so cool to see how they do that, because that's going to replace fireworks. Yeah. China's been setting some new uh, records for how fast they can make the drones move. They tend to be fairly slow, because again, you're moving hundreds of drones controlled by a laptop. So China's been pushing the envelope on the speed. They did a big one with the Chinese Dragon that was the equivalent of three city blocks long. I think it was about 400. What's great about this is that drones uh, don't need to make very loud sounds. So all of you who have sensitive pets who freak out whenever fireworks are happening, this isn't coming to Victoria anytime soon, I'm sure. But eventually, you will get these wonderful... Um, uh, quote fireworks unquote that aren't fireworks and are accompanied by just music I was thinking of that last night because they had the first fireworks uh, of the season of several years uh, at Butchered Gardens for Saturday night and I'm going what the heck is that it was like after 10 o'clock and I realized okay that that would be impressive but on the other hand if they'd done this with drones yeah I wonder what this one was a combination this one was a combination of drones with a few fireworks yeah, just this is the highest resolution version of this that I've seen by yeah. far. So go check it out if you want. Just search YouTube for Sky Elements drones, and you'll find the the world record there. Okay, quick break. Uh, back with more. We have a couple key things to tell you uh, about here. If you want to check your closets, if you happen to have an original factory sealed iPhone, and also a couple additional things for going traveling, and the thumbs up emoji can cost you a lot of money. We'll explain. As we continue on Tech Talk here, a couple things for you here. Oh, we were talking earlier about the fact that Rogers will now appear on your Shaw bill. Nothing for you to do. You're still paying Shaw, so nothing changes there for now. They're going to fight it out with the banks later. Uh, by text, hi, Alan and gang. When I switched over to Rogers from Shaw, I had a credit at Shaw. Will I not get the money back? So you haven't actually you've switched the carrier, but yes, that stays that stays the same. Yeah, because yeah. because Shaw is Rogers. Yeah, you will. You, you should will, be able. You to will still. keep that credit. Well, um, now that I say that out loud, if you switched from Shaw Mobile to Rogers, mm. you might have to talk to Shaw Customer Care and get that credit if they will. Oh, that's a good one. Transferred to your Shaw Home account. Right. That's a good mm. one there. So, a couple other things here to do with as part of the switches. We mentioned that the Shaw store in Mayfair is now becoming the Rogers store. You'll see the employees' outfits have changed. Some of the signs inside have changed. It's still blue and white on the outside. That will change soon here. But uh, a couple things here. We were talking about going on the USA plan. So, when you go on your book tour down to the U.S., we checked with customer care to find out what the rules are on the roaming. Rogers will lock your account if more than 50% of your data usage originates from outside Canada in any two-month period. Right. So you snowbirds, this is a problem. Yeah. But if you're going down for a month... Yeah. Not a problem. Not a problem. Yeah, you should be doing that. And then again, they don't cancel your account. They just lock it, and then you've got to explain to them what's going on. Yeah. And this also applies to plans that include... Mexico roaming. And the reason for this is because Shaw, or, I'm sorry, Rogers pays AT&T. Uh, the, their partner, in this case AT&T, yes. to provide that courtesy for you and that's expensive for them. Yeah. 
So they do. They want you to use it. They want you to have it while you're in the U.S., but they don't want you to overuse it. Yes. If you go to Mexico and the USA frequently, you have uh, an option now. Rogers has added Mexico roaming to its 5G infinite premium plan. So it's Canada, U.S., Mexico. It gives you 150 gigabytes a month of 5G data. How you could ever use that much, I don't know. What's YouTube all day? Instead you'd need of, like three instead of enjoying you'd need Mexico. like three people yeah. doing that on your plan. Anyway, um, Canada, U.S., Mexico calling and roaming, hundred and five dollars a month. So that's the only one I can find for Mexico that includes that. Other than people who were on the Shaw Canada, U.S., Mexico right. plan, you can't get it if you don't already have it. Right. But we had a couple people that uh, contacted me after last week's show when we mentioned that. They were now adding Mexico onto the Rogers plan for people that had it with Shaw. Yeah. And I said, yeah, but you can't get it if you don't have. So I looked around, and lo and behold, it pops up. Rogers is doing this. The best thing about this, and I'm so glad that, um, that Rogers is, doing, is leading the way on this, is the lack of roaming charges. Yes. Having, these, having you, at least the U.S. included in your plan saves you a lot of money. One other important thing locally, we mentioned back in May that cell service, including 5G service, is now available along the full 70 kilometers of Highway 14 from Souk to Port Renfrew. It turns out there is a catch. The province put in $5 million to the cost of having Rogers install seven cell towers. Rogers spent an additional seven hundred grand. You can call 911 on any cell phone along the route, but... Only Rogers, Fido, and Chatter customers can make or receive regular phone calls, texts, and use the Internet along the route because TELUS and Bell have so far refused to pay Rogers for roaming access along that route. (laughs) By the way, while we're talking about Rogers, we should mention uh, item 16. uh, All the customers fulfilling their promise, Rogers says all of its customer service people are now located here in Canada. Western Canada, for the mass, for the most part, yeah, they said they would they would create three thousand new jobs here as part of their purchase of Shaw, because and Shaw had outsourced this yeah, to other companies that may or may not have people in other yeah. countries. So if right. you call or contact or text Rogers, you will now be dealing with somebody in Canada. So yeah, yay, give them give them credit. They might for that. still have a funny accent, but they're in Canada. <laughs> Different yeah. accent, not funny accent. If you're ever talking to somebody and I have a funny accent. And you find that their accent is hard to understand. A really nice thing to say is, and even if it's not completely accurate, say, listen, I'm sorry, I'm hard of hearing. You have a wonderful accent, but I have difficulty hearing that. Could I speak to somebody with a different accent? Mm-mm. Don't say somebody with no accent, because we all have accents to, from another person yes. to another origin. So just say, can I speak to somebody with a different accent? Like a native English speaker? Is that more helpful? No, just no. somebody with a different accent. And that's being respectful, but you will get the help you need. There you go. Hour number two coming up, including how to make the smartphone or tablet battery last a lot longer when we continue. Now, Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. This is the second half of our Pride Festival Weekend Edition for 2023, also our Sanit Strawberry Festival Weekend Edition. We're live with you on Saturday, July the 8th, Sunday afternoon the 9th is a rebroadcast, and then we will have a podcast for you at, uh, shortly. Normally it's there by 12.30. If you're listening to us later in the week, if you're listening to the podcast, you obviously found it. That was kind of academic. (laughs) 
that would be the voice. That would be the deserved laugh of... Uh, Brian Pavlicich, who <laughs> uploads the podcast every week. And also here, keeping us sane... Is Charles Martin. Well, I don't know about sane, but anyway, I'm the Victoria, and Iowa, uh, Victoria Mac and iOS User Group Program Director. I'm also with the Victoria Computer Club, which is mostly PC and Android-focused, but the, we, uh, we also do... Uh, uh, Apple stuff mm-hmm. over there because lots of people have them and love them. And uh, then I'm also a contributing editor and uh, voice of a podcast for appleinsider.com. And Charles also makes house calls as London Drugs in home oh, tech yeah, specialist. Forgot. I forgot one of my nine jobs, yes. <laughs> I wanted to say a special Merhaba and Hazjeldin. I hope I'm getting that right, to Nihan in Turkey. And hello and welcome to Emma in Germany. Emma and Nihan are going to be our international program students coming to oh, nice. be with us as part. First time Sanich has had students from Turkey. Uh, I'm going to get that right, Turkey E, because it's now the new spelling T with the U with the two dots. I think it's still pronounced the are, same, though, isn't it? She was when we we did a Zoom call with uh, with Nihan and her family, and we were asking Turkey E. I'm not, probably not getting that right. So that's one of the things about having foreign students. They're going to teach us. Great. We'll do a word of the day or a word of the week or something like that. So Emma and Nihan and your families listening in Turkey and Germany, looking forward to having you with us, the Ron Ron Fraser awesome. and his wife. Also, it was delightful, us. I should mention, while we're speaking of Germany and people of German background, it was delightful to hear Gary on the show. Yeah. And uh, he's doing sounds okay. like he's in the same voice as always and just, uh, it was really reassuring. He's so, back being his irascible self there. We wish him great... Great uh, quick recovery and full recovery. So a couple other things that we thought would be really helpful. If the battery on your smartphone or tablet is running down faster than you would like, Mm -hmm. this is item 17 in the show notes, so if you want to show other people later, you can find it. Change which apps have permission to run in the background. I'll get Charles to run through how to do that on an Apple device, and then I'll do it for an Android. Sure. On an Apple device, you go to Settings, which is the icon that looks like a gear, and then scroll down until you find background app refresh. At that point, you have three choices. You can turn background refresh entirely off, which will interfere with maps. Yeah, but, among other things. But for the most part, don't you probably won't you do notice that. it. Yeah, we don't recommend Leave the you do switch that. on, but then make a conscious decision as to which apps you turn off. Right. And then you can also use Wi-Fi only. Which, you know, that's usually a pretty say you can turn yeah. on as many as you want. Yeah. And then there's a mix of Wi Fi and cellular. And again, you need to go through and make sure that the apps you're going to turn on, yes. you're willing to have them use your data because you may have a very yeah. limited data plan. And so there's the two halves of this, Brian. We suggest that people turn off refresh for social media apps in oh, particular. Yes. yes. If, if it seems like a culprit, like if you look at your battery usage and you can see that that app is up high. Yeah, and you can go settings battery to find out. And you go, oh, yeah, there's Facebook and there's Instagram and there's Twitter. Oh, and now there's threads because I've signed up for that. So yeah. those are the big ones. It doesn't mean you can't use those app. It just means when you go to the app, it's going to go, when you tap it, it's going to go and it's going to get you the latest pictures of what your friends had for lunch. It's not going to be doing that constantly when you're not looking at it in the background. Because people say, why is my battery dead by 1 o'clock? 
and yeah. we check. It's the social media ones because they are the ones that change the most. Right. They're changing mo- moment by moment. Yeah. The important ones to keep on are keep on your travel-related apps, even yes. if you're not going traveling right now. Airport apps, maps. Yeah, yeah Air Canada, WestJet, right. Hotels.com, uh, Airbnb, anything worth that, because that way you will get the pop-up saying, your flight's been canceled, or whatever. Or right. there's a flood, your Airbnb is not available. You know, Normally the pop-ups are not good news, but at least you're, you're aware of them there. On an Android voice, on an Android device, you go to settings, mobile network, data usage, and toggle on data saving, but then go to unrestricted apps and unrestrict all messaging and travel-related apps. So it's sort of backwards from the... Well, not backwards, opposite yeah. from what Apple does. So again... You allow versus take away the... Per- right. Yeah, so that's right. item number 17 in the show notes. We were talking about the debut of Threads, and that's a big one for battery usage. People are already reporting it. So even if you've done this previously in terms of turning on-off... Because you added threads, if you did, please go back in and turn off background app refresh. Because it gives itself that privilege when you install it. When you install any app, it gives itself that privilege by default. Because meta. (laughs) Yeah. Now, so on a related note, item 26, before going traveling, make sure all your apps, especially travel-related ones, are up to date so you don't use a lot of data updating them while away. A lady called me and she was just checking on a couple things and she was waiting in the departure lounge and she said they actually, WestJet, actually came on uh, while they're waiting for the flight, they say, we'll be getting ready to board soon. In the meantime, please make sure your WestJet app is up to date. Otherwise, you won't be able to watch in-flight shows and movies. And she was interested. She actually called me to say, that's unusual. And so quite often when they update the airline apps, it locks out the previous version. So if you don't have the latest updated app, when you go to watch the in-flight movies on your long flight, yep. no. And then you can't update unless you have a flight with Wi-Fi. <laughs> well, yeah, but and then you're going to pay for the Wi-Fi, and that's a big update. So yeah. this is especially important for airline apps. So on an iPhone or iPad, this is weird. This is one of those things Apple does not do well, in my ignorant opinion. On an iPhone or iPad, the apps are updated on their own, Charles, but I've never been able to get an answer as to what triggers the update. Like, it's... What is it, once a month, once a week, when the sky turns green? I don't know. Uh, It's usually, most of the time, and this includes system updates for Apple, it's usually when the phone or tablet, whatever it is, is plugged in, not being used. So, overnight. So, I checked the last three nights. But, there's a catch. If if it's an important update and a lot of people are trying to get it, it will pace itself to to avoid overloading the server. So, it could be up to a week before you get that system up. Aha. Because I'm a curious geek. So the last three mornings, including this morning, when I first picked up my phone, mm-hmm. so it's it's been locked, updated, backed up the whole bit, and I go to the instructions I'm about to give you, this morning I had 23 apps to be updated. Yesterday, seven. The day before, nine. So they weren't certainly weren't done ahead of time. Yeah. So yeah. the way you do this, and I'm going to give you, and again, this is in 26 in the show notes. On an iPhone or iPad, you open the App Store, you tap on the account icon, usually your initials or a picture in the upper right, then pull down in the middle of the screen like a spring and let go. A little circle will whirl, 
and scroll down and tap update all. I will do that right now on the show because I did that this morning, so I go and there. And if you have automatic updates on, yep. if the, uh, somewhere in there it will say this will yep. update later. So I pull down in the middle of the right. screen, and since this morning, I have no apps to be updated. Okay, right. make a liar out of me. Brian, <laughs> see how many you get. Yeah. So you go to the App Store, you click on the and icon in the upper right. of course, it depends on the number of apps you yeah, have that, that aren't Apple yeah. apps. And we're geeks, and we tend right. to have more. Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, and up, then Upcoming, I have two. Oh, there you go. And then you just tap Update All. Right, yeah. On an Android device, you open up the Google Play Store app, you tap on the three horizontal lines in the top left corner of the screen, you tap on My Apps and Games, and you'll get a list of apps that have updates available. Tap Update All. That is in item number 26. We were talking about travel just a moment ago, and I wanted to mention my friend Liz Langley, who writes for the Washington Post. Yes. She has written a fantastic article about how to be your own suitcase um, by layering your clothes. If you're going to go on one of those cheapy airlines like <laughs> Spirit or Frontier yes. that charge you for sitting down, you know, basically. Yes. Uh, oh, did you want a chair with your flight? Uh, <laughs> that sort of thing. Uh Wear a couple of layers of clothes, and then you'll probably be able to get away with just a carry-on, and so on like that. Okay. My other best travel tip, and so far this has worked out really well for me, Mm -hmm. especially at busy holiday times, is try to get a direct flight to where you're going. Try, if you can, to get a direct flight where you're going. You might even be willing to pay an extra $25 or something, depending yes. on how long the, the flight is. The reason is, is only one crew has to get their act together enough to get off the ground, <laughs> right? The, con- the Where where yeah. all of my friends have run into troubles is connections. Yes. The flight leaves a little late, so it doesn't get to the other airport at time, so their connecting flight already left. Now they have to rebook, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Direct flight, people. Yeah, ask yourself what price. We put all of our, our travel tips into a separate tab on the show notes called Travel Tech Tips. I updated them last night. I added that one we just told you about, updating apps. I also added in this one because I had two clients this week that go, I bought my data package, and how come I've used 80% of it up on the third day? So here's what it is. If you have an iPhone and will be using a data plan with a limited amount of data, before you leave... Do one of two things about your photos. Go to Settings, Photos, and make sure Optimized Storage is turned off. Off. Or go to Settings, Cellular, and scroll down and turn off Cellular Access to Photos. And here's why. And this is something you taught me years ago, Charles. If you have have Optimized Photos on, your iPhone or iPad stores a low-res copy of each photo or video. It looks fine on your screen, but if you yeah. tried to print it, it would look terrible. But also, if you go to tap on it to show people, because yeah. you want to show them the photos of the grandkids, because you haven't been there in four years, as you scroll across them, it's using the Internet to download the high-res version. So you'll see when you scroll to the picture, it's fuzzy, that it'll sharp. Right. So that's, that's right. what they're doing. So. That can use about three megabytes of data per photo. Uh, even higher if you're shooting in RAW or JPEG yes. uh, or HEIC. So you can quickly, Brian, burn up that travel data yeah. pack that you got. Yes, that's and you're saying if you were didn't have them downloaded and then you go looking at them. Yes, because yeah. now you're with the family right. and you want to show them what you've been up to the last few years through COVID uh, and everything. So you're scrolling through all these photos and videos and then you suddenly go, I've used 1.8 gigs of my two gigs of data oh, that yeah. I got for this trip. Yeah. Oh, wow. 
the so, other the uh, the other thing, and you mentioned it here, is uh, settings turning off uh, as cellular access to photos. That'll stop it. But then, if you try to zoom in on your exactly. thumbnails, they'll they they won't look so great. So, if you turn off Optimize Storage a couple days before you depart, it will use your Wi-Fi to pull high-res versions onto your iPhone. Now, the downside of that is that may fill up your iPhone. Yes. So then you may have to go, ugh, okay, can I, are there some old videos in there that I don't need? Or for those of you that are using a Windows computer, you can use the OneDrive app, which puts them all onto Microsoft's cloud, keeps them available, but then you can happily delete them from your phone. Right. But as long as you consider this, we don't want you to be calling, as uh, Susan was from London, Ontario, saying, how come I've used up my travel Right. Data here, so she's because she's on a pay-as-you-go thing. So she bought the data add-on. So that's it. So again, that is item number twenty-seven in the show notes. We'd love to help you out if you're listening to us live on Saturday. We can take your calls, texts, and emails. Two five zero three eight six one one six one will work on a home phone or a mobile phone. On a mobile phone only in Canada. Star ten seventy. Text go to ten seventy ten one zero seven zero one zero. And if you prefer, email will still work, and that is techtalk, T-E-C-H-T-A-L-K, at cfax1070.com. You can even contact us with a mouthful of strawberries and ice cream. And when we come back, we will explain why you have to be careful about where you use a thumbs-up emoji. It can cost you a lot of money. Yeah. Update thanks to Ryan. I was misinformed or I didn't read closely enough. Either way, me bad on the LinkedIn class action settlement. The oh, yes. 510000 You were right, Brian. The oh. amount when you divide it up, $510,000, 35% goes to the lawyers. The rest gets divided up amongst everybody who had a LinkedIn account with a picture here in BC, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, or Newfoundland and Labrador. Yep. That would be pennies. Okay. Or maybe a buck or two. Not worth mm. processing, so that the rest will be donated. Oh, so in your oh, honor, donated to me? No, <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure who gets to decide. The judge has to approve who gets the donation. But okay, uh, so well, that's so, definitely so, more so nothing for you to do. Unfortunately, nothing for you to get. No. So this is an interesting one, an example of how the world has changed. Imagine being the judge that had to rule on this one. Using a thumbs-up emoji, Charles, can be interpreted as you legally agreeing to a contract. Yes, if somebody has sent you a message with, the, with, the, with this contract attached and you thumbs-up it. Now, it's not quite as simple as that. The judge in this case said, okay, this was a farmer who was selling flax. Right. He had previously made deals to sell his flax and people had sent them the agreement and he'd sent a thumbs-up back. Right. And then he sold them the flax and all was fine. In this case, the price of flax went up substantially uh, since he sent the thumbs up for $82,000 contract. So he didn't deliver the flax. They took him to court saying, you agreed. And the judge said, well, you had done that in the past with a thumbs up. Right. And secondly, what does a thumbs up mean? Let's go with the most common definition. And the example that I thought a really brilliant lawyer out of Toronto said when I heard on the news, he says, if, if Charles sends me a text and says, want to go for dinner at Old Spaghetti Factory Saturday at 7 p.m., and I send a thumbs up, what does that mean? 
That means you are going to be there at 7 p.m. That's the standard meaning of what that means. Not I'm interested. The thumbs up means... I agree. I agree. Sure. Yeah, it's like when you do a vote at a meeting and everyone says, all those in favor? Right. The thumbs up (laughs) is the electronic version of hands in the air because hands in the air doesn't work well on a texting thing. Sure. It just looks like a high five. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. So if you're going to... If somebody has sent you something contractually... Or even if not contractually, if they just saying, you yeah, know... Yeah, even a social contract is can still I stay a contract. At, can yeah. I stay at your place when I'm in Calgary next week? Yeah. Thumbs, Thumbs up. up. There's an expectation that even though there's no money changing hands, it's not a contract, you can't sue him. Sure. But, uh, you know, you have a right to be cranky if he goes, oh, I didn't think you were serious. Right. Yeah. He might want to clarify, you know. I mean, if they were the person that would do something like that, they could say yes and then change your mind also. <laughs> Absolutely. That's perfectly fine. So anyway, I put a link into that and to a couple of opinions on it. Item number 25 in the show notes there. Uh, a couple people that have been asking us about whether or not to wait and buy an iPhone 15, Charles, or to get a 14 now while there are some good deals. I jumped. I got the 14 Pro because that Freedom Mobile deal was $836 saving. Yep. So That's a crazy amount of money yep. off. But also we should mention that the iPhone 14 Pro in particular, that yes. model, yes. has an exceptionally good camera, and we expect an even further improvement in the iPhone 15 Pro. Yeah, so I put a link into the show notes because a couple of people asked me this. an expensive phone. Yeah. A couple changes that may help you decide. All three iPhone 15 models expected in September are expected to get a hefty boost in battery capacity. One of the biggest boosts in some time. That, that report, the person who posted that report said the next day, well, I, I'm guessing here, so I'm not sure. Okay. I, it, it is typical for Apple to increase the battery capacity. Yeah. So. The second one, and this is the big one if photography is something you do a lot, the 15s are expected to come with a new faster A17 processor, faster wireless charging, yep. plus a new imaging chip, and and on the 15 Pro Max, we think that's what it'll be called, right? a periscope-style six-times zoom lens. Yeah, there's been a rumor that they're going to finally use Ultra on yeah. the name of their largest phones, but I think they're saving that for some future yeah. model. So, But uh, if zoom photography in zoom particular photography is, is, is important and you don't want to carry a DSLR, then you might want to wait for the 15 Pro Max. It's yep. Our all understandings, and it's just rumors, is that that will only be offered on the top-of-the-line model, mm-hmm. ka-ching, and the price may go up as well. Yes. They haven't upped the price recently. Each year they just make a better phone for the same price, which is awesome. But they yeah, they have they have resisted the yeah. march of inflation as I like to call it, but yeah. the uh but this year uh we do think that at least the fancier phones are going to get a little bit of a price hike and we think that's going to happen across the industry. Yep. So if you're trying to decide, item number 23, I've put a couple links into the features, and there's a couple comparison charts, what we have now, what we expect. And again, it's all expectation, but there are some really good deals. That that Freedom Special is is really awesome. I should mention, while we're talking about phone prices, I should mention that paying, if you are keen on some of these cool new folding phones, they look great, and uh, they seem to have ironed out the problems that plagued the earlier generations but you are paying an average of a, an extra $800 for it so that's crazy money yeah some of the samsung folding phones go for over $2000 
And that's just, a, I, you know, we always say this and then pay it. But that's too much for a phone. So I have a client who's going traveling, first big trip since before the pandemic. She's got a bunch of family scattered all over Europe. Mm-hmm. And sheer vision is not as good as it was. And so she was thinking of the folding phone. And I said, okay, but are you actually going to be phoning those people? She goes, oh, no, I'm going to be using WhatsApp. And I said, okay, well, um, what you could do would be to get an iPad mini, which will mm-hmm. give you the same size as a folding phone screen. Yep. Right. Right. But, exactly. But it's not going to fold. And it's, and it's going to be a thousand. And she goes, well, I have an old one of those. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, it was one of the originals, so not good. But I said, will that fit in what you're going to be carrying? Yep. So she went and got her little travel satchel thing over her shoulder and it fits wonderfully so i said why not go and spend the money and get a new ipad with cellular yeah and then you you can be about 600 or so dollars yeah then you can use an e-sim for europe from erlo or whomever that will then give you europe-wide coverage for dirt and mm-hmm. then you can use whatever messaging system you want, anything other than phone calls. Because right. even, the, even the Airbnbs and places like that, that's all done th- through an app. And even many of the, um, like, uh, bed and breakfasts, right. they now have a messaging component built in. Right. Because they realize a lot of people can't do that. And she's got Microsoft 365, so she gets 60 minutes of phone calls a month anyway using Skype to call a home number right. or a business line. number. Right. Yeah. Yep. So, because it's that, literally. That, that would third. literally save her over $1,000. Yeah. <laughs> so she's off doing that. So yeah. she's coming to see you. You don't know this yet. I haven't told you. She's coming to see you at London Drugs this coming week to oh, see good. if you can get her a cellular model iPad mini, because I know those are special orders. It's not something you carry in the store. And while we're talking about excessive amounts of money, uh, item 29, Sir Johnny Ive, who used to be with Apple and is now doing his own thing, uh, he's collaborated with Scottish audio firm Lynn to redesign their legendary audiophile turntable, the Sondek LP12, for its 50th anniversary. Now, this turntable, this is a record player, people. And it, a record it, price. And it normally sells for about U.S. $30,000. Is that all? And this one, though, is a Johnny Ive. So Only 250 Only of them. 250 will be made. It makes some substantial but minor but, but not visible changes to the design. And then it's priced at 50,000 pounds, which is about $64,000. U.S. 85,187 Canadian. There you go. Quick break for news update. Back after this. It's about 2,000 albums. Now, Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. Pride Festival Weekend Edition, Senate Strawberry Festival. Next weekend will be Moss Street Painting, I think it is, weekend. This is the, we have something special every weekend, some excuse for you to go and listen to us later on the podcast. Uh, Ricky Winter will be here from London Drugs Telecom. Okay, a couple people on the phone. I've got a couple questions, see if we can stump Charles here. But first of all, Pat on an eSIM question. Hi, Pat. Welcome to Tech Talk on CFAX. Hi, good morning, everyone. Hi. So, um, as you had uh, recommended, uh, I heard last week, I've downloaded the Airlow app. Awesome. Where are you planning to go? 
Um, I'm going to France and Italy. Oh, nice. Can I come along and carry your luggage? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you can be her passport, Especially too. Italy. Never been to France. Well, I've been to the Gaulle Airport, but never been to France. Sorry. Anyway, yes, you downloaded the Aerolo app. Yeah. So, anyway, so um, so I probably will buy. I'm going to be there about uh, 18 days, so I think I'll get the 30-day um, one. Get the but one I for Europe. So, get the Europe one. So, if you go up at the top, it'll say local, regional, and global. If you go to regional and then go to Europe, ah, there you go. Because then you don't need separate ones because that will be a challenge trying to get one for Italy, one for France. So go right. to the Europe one, and it's Eurolink. Charles is the provider. And yep. for 30 days, you get three gigs for the grand total of $13 U.S. Oh, yeah. great. If so you, when do I buy that? Like, just before I leave? You can buy it any time. You, can you buy can't it. activate it until you get on the ground yeah. in another country. Don't. When are you leaving? Um, I'm leaving uh, August the 2nd. Okay, I wouldn't buy it till early August, just in case, because if you buy it and your phone gets lost or damaged between now and then, aside from the problems that presents, then that eSIM cannot be retrieved and put on the replacement phone. Right. So okay. do it a few days before. Yeah, maybe July 31st or August 1st. Um, right. But But you, you download it, you pay for it, and, uh, it activates then, when you land. Yes. It, will, it will prompt you to activate it, but s just go, no, not yet. And then right. go to activate it when you, because it'll say cannot connect to activation server. That's because you're not in Europe yet. Right. Okay. So then activate it when you get off the, the plane. There's a specific thing in the travel tech tips uh, tab on the show notes that goes through the steps. What else you do other than just turning on that? You want to put your Canadian number on hold and then change a couple settings. Those are all listed in the in the specific one in, in Travel Tech Tips. Yep. Oh, okay. I guess I'll have to have a look at that. So my dumb question is, so what does an eSIM card do? Is it simply data, or is it also the phone? It's In this case, Aerolo is data only. So you can use it to use any method of communication you want other than a traditional phone call. Right. And then if you need to phone a business, as Charles was saying earlier, if you have Microsoft 365, you get 60 minutes of phone calls to numbers every month included. If not... Through for, Skype. Yeah, through Skype. If not, it's about three cents a minute through Skype to call an actual phone number. Yeah, okay. you can also I, I use things phone. like WhatsApp. Yep. And so do you have Microsoft 365 a subscription? I think I might. Okay, so if you get the Skype app and sign in with the same account, if it doesn't automatically sign you in that you use for Microsoft 365 Word, Excel, PowerPoint, it should say when you go to Calls and then you tap on the little keypad icon, you should see Subscription 60 Minutes. Yeah. Okay. And then that's how you can call a business when you're traveling that doesn't... Yeah, like a, even a landline. Yeah. So if you want, my contact info is in the show notes. I love showing people how to how to do this because then it just is not stressful and, yeah. and they can work. Just send me send me a quick text through the contact in the show notes if that doesn't work. But yeah, so check out the price. So again, for anybody else that's going to more than one country, whether it's Africa, Asia, Caribbean, then you can just simply go to, instead of local eSIMs at the top of Aerolo, go to regional. Okay. And you'll yeah. see there's one there. They have Africa, Asia, Caribbean, Europe, Latin America, Middle East, and North what? Middle East and North 
Be aware, but though, that Europe does not include Great Britain. Yes. Right. Okay. okay. Yeah, it won't be there. Okay. <laughs> That's because of Brexit. There you go. Have a great time. Okay, I will reach out to you. Thanks very awesome. much. Thanks, Pat. Bye-bye. Take it. Bye-bye. That's a really good question. So, again, that's the key brain shift, Charles, for Arlo. No traditional phone calls. Mm-hmm. But right. then, again, most people are going to be using WhatsApp. Oh, somebody had asked that, Brian. We have talked about this in the past. Two things. She said, could we talk... Steen, we're right there on the phones. Could we talk about the alternative to WhatsApp? And mm-hmm. she also wanted to ask about Oxio, O-X-I-O. So, alternative to WhatsApp. Yeah, Um, Signal is the one that we're always encouraging people to go to because it's actually encrypted and actually private and... And, well, it's, I guess it's a nonprofit organization, yeah. uh-huh. but it's actually run by billionaires. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's not owned by Meta, and that's yeah. the important thing you need to know. WhatsApp is end-to-end encrypted, so yes. nobody can read what you send or say on WhatsApp, except, <laughs> except for the people that make it, which is Meta, right. Facebook, Instagram, Threads. It's right. en- yeah, it's encrypted against everyone else, but they take liberties to... No, they will actually scan every single word and use it as yep. part of your advertising profile, yep. among other things. Yep. And right. they sell that information so we can find out what you're interested in and what you're up to. So what's the opinion on Oxio? So I did not know uh-huh. what Oxio was. O-X-I-O dot C-A. They are an internet reseller. Mm-hmm. Oh. So they buy internet access from either TELUS, Bell, oh, Canadian. or... Yeah, TELUS, Bell, or Shaw. I can tell by their prices. I'm quite sure that they're reselling Shaw internet. That used to be a big way to save a lot of money in years past. It's not that great. Their lowest speed, 25 megabits per second, is $40 a month. Yeah. That's going to... A lot of websites are going to struggle on that. Streaming will struggle. Yeah, 300 megabytes per second, $82 a month. One gigabit per second, $90 a month. That's not that much better than the Shaw... That's what oh, most now of the big guys are paying. You're paying a gig for 90 is yeah. pretty standard. But you're also getting additional benefits by being with one of the major carriers. One of the ways they save all this money is their support is outsourced slash garbage. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know that specifically for Oxio, but in right. general terms, yes. Yes, like if you were ever... Or it's, online, or it's online only, so if you're having yeah. internet issues... Or it's 9 oops. to 5 Eastern time only, yeah. or whatever. Right, yeah, you can imagine, yeah. like, sometimes, you know, the, the big companies, you get frustrated with their support. These guys, I wouldn't even bother. Yeah, and now Rogers has got all Canadian customer support 24-7, and then you will be able to bundle soon your Rogers TV, internet, mobile, so then you get a substantial saving. So, yeah, it's it's good to have alternatives out there, but when I looked at those prices, that really didn't strike me. Um, as being that attractive. Yeah. Steen, stay where you are. We'll take a quick break and I'll come right to you, I promise, after the break. As we continue on Tech Talk, a good correction there. We had said, Charles, that the Arlo app, when you get a Europe SIM, it doesn't include UK because of Brexit. Wrong. Happy to report, if you go to regional eSIMs, and this works anywhere in the Arlo app, when you tap on any one of the ones, it'll say, in this case for Europe, it says Eurolink, then it says 39 countries underneath. Tap that, and you will find the list, starting with Albania in alphabetical order, all the way down to United Kingdom. Well, nobody tell the government of Britain that they're still in Brexit. So if you decide to detour through the UK on their way to France and Italy, there you go. Wow, great. Hi, Steen. Hi, Alan. Long time no talk. How you doing? Uh, quick. Oh, pretty good. Thanks. Pretty good. And you? Good, thanks. What you got for us? You always have good questions. 
Quite well, not really. Um, I got a, a Lenovo refurbished from, from Gary Byer about four years ago. I've been running Windows 10 Pro. Yes. And mm-hmm. I think it's about time to go to Windows 11. And I just want to, uh, I'm going down to talk to him next week about a, one of his newer products. And uh, just want to get uh, just a t- feeling from you is what differences will I note? Yeah, that's really good. Um, the appearance is a little different. The stuff yes. that's in the bottom left will move to the bottom center. center. They will hide a bunch of things on you. Um, so the power button is in a different place. That's the, that throws yeah. everybody. The settings button is in a different place. So yeah. it doesn't really do anything special. It's just crisper, cleaner. Yeah, it's more like a refurbished. You know, it's more like a redesigned apartment, but it's still the same. Yeah, apartment. I like using it, but I did spend probably about fifteen minutes tweaking the settings. They put stuff in front of you that you don't care about. They yeah. hide stuff you do care about. And so just a few extra minutes of getting it tweaked. Let me know when you're going to be there, if you're going to get a replacement one, and I'll stop in for a couple of minutes and I'll tweak it for you because I think I know what you like. Having said that, I will mention again, as I tell all of my customers, Windows 10 is still supported to, through 2025. October so if, 14th of 2025. So if you have tried to update to Windows 11 and it says your machine can't, uh, Gary may have a different opinion. It can. But it just can't be done by clicking update, Brian. Right. It has to be done as a clean install. But you can oh. safely stay Even on pro- Windows 10. Often the processor is not supported. No, nope. we've gone back 10 years. It's absolutely fine. You can get around that with a clean install? Absolutely fine. That's so funny. Well, okay, there it. does have to be a BIOS change. Sure, yeah, that you have to, well, so the... There's two BIOS need, override commands. You need to support TPM2. Nope. No, it doesn't? No. Nope. It's just a BIOS override? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yep. So well, any, if you want to go to any of the stores, uh, if you go to London Drugs Techs, they can do it for you. Go to Gizmos in yep. Langford, Priority One, Garriott Tesseract, we can do it. Yep. Oh, I was just about to recycle <laughs> an old PC of mine. And no, no, like, uh, 10 years is, I mean, okay, there might be, there, blanket rules are never good, but as a general rule, well, Gary's gone back quite comfortably 8 and 9, maybe I'm pushing it on 10, but yeah. Just if it says your if it says in the on the Windows page that your computer does not support the minimum requirements, that just means you can't do the upgrade button. So when it you has run to be done the as a clean PC install. health check and it says this processor is not supported. Yep, you're fine. It just means it's not supported to run the in Windows updater. That's yeah. right. And as That's a general rule, as a general rule, you don't want to do an update if you can avoid it. You want to do a clean install anyway because you get better performance. Imagine your house. If I put new stairs over top of the old stairs, they will work, Mm -hmm. but it would be better if I got Brian to come over and remove the stairs and build new ones, less creaks. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's always better. And you see people getting new machines, and it's just migrate, 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 and you see junk drivers and software from decades ago, and often you run into problems because of that. Clean install. I was going to mention that even if your 9-year-old PC can run Windows 11... Uh, you've gotten your money's worth out of that machine, you would be much better off. Yeah, doing yeah. exactly what Steen's going to get a newer one. Yeah, yep. And Gary will buy back that one. That the, Most of the stores will do that. They'll eat, take the SSD out, yep. put it in your new one, or get your new one, erase it, yep. set it off to Haiti or wherever. So, yeah, it's a good thing. There you go. Thanks, Dean. Uh, what the other one I was going to mention here. Oh, ho- a couple more homework videos just briefly here. A behind-the-scenes look at how the incredible real train sequence that will be in Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 when it comes out last week. They've done you, shown you how they shot it. It's a real sequence, and you will see why this level of practical filming may never be done again. 
When we started talking about this movie in terms of a sense of adventure, an action sequence on a train was something we'd always wanted to do. We wanted to build upon the previous films and apply all of that knowledge to something practical and real and bring this train sequence to another level. There was not a surplus of trains available to be wrecked. We had to build the train if they we had wanted to, go, to destroy Yeah, they had to go and build the train, and they had to find a quarry where they could have rail tracks going out so it goes off the cliff. They had to build it all. Yeah. <laughs> and then they had to do the fight sequence with Tom Cruise on top of a moving train, not a stunt double. Wow. His insurance agents must have been going, I, oh. I would just like to say to Tom Cruise, stop making all the other people who are 60 years old or older look so bad. Will you? Oh, he says he wants to keep doing this for another 20 years like Harrison Ford. So there you go. It's a phenomenal, uh, looks like be an awesome movie. It's going to be coming to IMAX at the National, no, no, at the Victoria IMAX right. after it runs in the traditional theaters, including the IMAX at Silver City. But check it out. 44 in the show notes there. Also, Apple's new 13-minute film promoting the cinematography of the iPhone 14 Pro. It recounts the adventures of a wrestler fighting to save all of Mexico from, get this, an evil piñata. It's 13 minutes long. I watched it on the big screen last night. I forgot that I was watching something. Piñata. Enchilada. That was all shot on an iPhone 14 Pro. It's amazing. Yeah, it is amazing what those yeah, things can do. It's just worth watching for the sake of it anyway. It's really good. Go watch that. That's item... <laughs> The Mission Impossible one is 4445 is, is the Apple film. I can't pronounce it because it's in Espanol. And the last one for your listening pleasure is a song that I'm sure you're going to recognize. This is the Petersons. They're the number one show in Branson, Missouri. Here comes the sun. They do a bluegrass show. Here it's all members the of the family. Mum is on the, on the bass. They perform a bluegrass version of the George Harrison classic, Here Comes the Sun. There you go. Thank you nice. for everybody that sends those. Isn't that a nice sound? Yeah, that's very nice. Yeah, very but they're clean. performing it live in front of a fountain, and they do this, but they do a big show in Branson, Missouri, where all the country music goes. There you go. Final segment coming up after this. Final chance to get through if you have any questions or texts. Final few minutes for our Pride Weekend edition of Tech Talk here. Question for Charles by text from Anne. When I plug... Oh, thank you for a very informational show. Thank you, Anne. When I plug in my MacBook Pro, instead of getting the Thunderbolt symbol in the battery icon at the top to show it's charging, right. I, get a, bolt, yeah. I get a plug icon in the battery symbol, mm -hmm. and the battery percent continues to drop until I eventually run out of battery. I tried my neighbor's charging cord. So it's cord. not charging. Yeah. I tried my neighbor's charging cord, and same result. Any idea what's happening? Uh, so that means either the battery's bad, which is possible, uh, or there's some problem with the charging port. This often happens if... Uh, I once had this problem myself, and it was a tiny, tiny little stone inside the oh. charging port. Mm. But the fact that you've got charger. the plug symbol means that it's acknowledging it, it, it's it, getting power, just not enough to charge it's it. It's plugged in, yeah. Um, so I would uh, take Which, it to London Drugs, of course. Okay, take it in. They can quickly check it. They will even try or a little simply, bit of compressed once, air yeah. and see if they can fix that. That's a very good question. Mm. From Bruce, is there any chance of getting a 2023 smaller iPhone, or is Apple just going big and huge for pocket phones? I expect there are millions like my wife that still like the small iPhones. Well... 
it depends on your definition of small, but the iPhone SE is still being sold. We don't expect Apple to announce a new iPhone SE this year. We yeah. think they'll do one next year with a big redesign. But the um, so my the guess SE is twenty twenty two is the SE twenty twenty two will continue to be sold for another year because it's got the fingerprint sensor. So not only is it a smaller phone, but because of the fingerprint sensor, then it has a much smaller screen. They're just not very. With, with all due respect to your wife. There, but I've had a bunch of people that have switched over. Women because, don't have enough pockets, man. No, that's it's, true. It's unfair. Yeah, but I've had a lot of people that have switched over because they had the 2020 SE yeah. and decided it was time. And the current iPhone 14 or 13 or 12, they're all the same size with right. minor differences. It's not much bigger. But it, the screen is now full screen, and they so go. It feel, oh. Yeah, it feels like a larger. The answer I normally get is, "Why didn't I do that years ago?" And I go, "Because we don't like change, and the phone was good, and it was working for yeah. you." So the uh, yeah. the iPhone SE is the same size as the old iPhone eight. Yeah, so, so really not that much of a difference from uh, ten, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. If you actually put them on top of each other, so get your wife to. To try. Speaking of iPhones, item 31 in the show notes, people, check your closet. If you have a factory sealed <laughs> original iPhone that you never opened, you could get a lot of money for it. This one is particular because it's the four gigabyte model. Apple quickly realized that that was dumb and made it six and eight gigs. Yeah. For about oh. three months, they sold the four gigs. So this one is expected to fetch between 50,000 and 100,000 US. It's currently at 23,581. With uh, how many days left? Eight days left on the show notes. Yeah, there. but it has to be factory sealed, and no, you can't re-shrink wrap it. We can tell. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> One other thing, we'll talk more about it next weekend, but I'll mention it in brief because this answers two questions. If you have a Windows 10 PC and it won't display .heic images, you can download an HEIF codec pack from the Windows 10 store. I put the link in the show notes, 21. If you have a Windows 10 Pro, it's free for Windows 10 users. For home users, it'll cost you $1.29. we got to get out of here. There we go. Charles, thanks for being here. I will not be with you on the Zoom meeting on Wednesday. I have a very good excuse. It's a wedding anniversary. Going oh. out for dinner at That's not a, You do that every year. <laughs> <laughs> yes. If I forget, I won't be around. So there you go. There we go. We'll leave you with Here Comes the Sun by the Petersons. Join Charles at the Zoom meeting on Wednesday. Find Brian. He's in the show notes, and we'll find you next Saturday. Enjoy the rest of your Pride Festival, Strawberry Festival weekend. Thanks, everybody. And so it goes. Here comes the sun, I say it's all right. Here comes the sun. Here comes the